For South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, this is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, welcome in on a Wednesday. The Nate Brown Show back. South Dakota Sports Talk Show back on the mic for you. Thanks for being here. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Here we go. Locked and loaded. Great guest lineup. Thought-provoking sports talk. Local, regional, national. We got you covered. The Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. A lot of ways you can listen. 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Stream us there. FoxSportsRapidCity.com. Also on Twitter, X right now, at Nate Brown Show. Follow the show. Watch us live in studio at Nate Brown Show and the YouTube channel, The Nate Brown Show. So we got you covered across the board. Hope you've had a solid Wednesday. We'll look at the guest lineup. Let's get into it. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, the expert team when it comes to the weekend warrior like me and you to the elite athlete on the court right now. That's the team of the Black Hills keeping you in the game. Don't let an injury slow you down. See the expert team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. Better access, more options at Black Hills Ortho. Also with urgent care. Start online, bhosc.com. To learn more, bhosc.com. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center getting us started on a Wednesday. We'll look here. Frank Schwab is dropping by, national NFL writer. We're entering the final week. Can you believe it? I know it's depressing, too. It's final week of the NFL season. Then we got playoffs. This is the good stuff, though, okay? Frank Schwab in YahooSports.com, national NFL writer. We'll go national with J.D. Pakel as well, college football analyst for On3.com. We'll break down the scenario and the playoff and the big picture, really, with college football. I'm going to start my show that way. Uh, hang on. J.D. Pakel on tap. Okay, so we got a big one this weekend as well. The FCS National Championship. I don't love that it goes up against the NFL. I, I just really don't. But they're going to try that again. FCS National Title. Jackrabbits. Grizz. Very interesting matchup for this part of the country. We'll talk to Matt Zimmer, covering it from Frisco, Texas. Matt on his way. SiouxFallsLive.com, national uh, FCS writer, and covers the Jacks for Sioux Falls Live. He'll be covering the national championship. Mike Wall is in, former Green Bay Packer, on the program tonight. O-lineman for the Pack, now a NFL analyst with his podcast on my block. Mike Wall joins us as well. So we got you covered across the board. Let's get you on. 720-1067 is our number if you want to join the conversation. As always, 720-1067 if you have an answer to my question of the day coming up. I've got it. Also, the Barons-Wilson text line open and ready. Direct text the show, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson listener text line. All right. All set and ready. Okay, so yesterday, remember... I told you, in 2024, I'm trying to, you got to admit where you were wrong in 2023 and fix that situation in 2024, at least for this first week, okay? (laughs) I thought we could all go back to hot takes and thinking we're right about everything. So I told you about 2023, my regret is just... um, yelling for the hiring of Sean Payton. Okay, so, so that's over yesterday. We'll revisit the Sean Payton Broncos situation, believe me, okay? That, that's one thing. Now, I want to know if 
you all will admit any mistakes of what you have thought about name, image, and likeness or the transfer portal and the success of college football. Now, now just uh, give me a little space here. What, what do I mean by this? We just had a really good college football playoff. And so what I've heard and what I've talked about on the show, as a matter of fact, I'll, I'll be with you in, in potentially looking at my mistakes on college football because I don't want the Wild West transfer portal mess. I don't want to be transferring from one school to the next and another one and another one. I've said that. I think the one-time transfer, the get-out-of-jail-free card, is fine. The one-time transfer I'm good with. But what I'm trying to tell you is the transfer portal has allowed, has it allowed for other teams to get better quicker? Has it allowed for Washington, for example, Michael Penix Jr., for example, to land on the scene? Has it allowed for other teams to catch up quicker and make college football a little more parity in the game? These, these are the questions I ask because it's easy to criticize. We've done it. I've done it. You know me. I said, I don't like the Wild West. we got to have guardrails. we got to have regulations on this. I still think that's the case. We don't. And now I say, should we think this through and say, has the transfer portal really helped college football parity, competitiveness? Has it given us an interesting product? Not only on the field, but the storylines off the field. Hey, where's this guy going to go? Where's that guy going to go? For example, the latest today is Will Howard, the Kansas State quarterback. Looks like he's going to go to Ohio State. I mean, Will Howard, Kansas State, Coach Kleiman down there, they've done a nice job. And now the Buckeyes are trying to get Will Howard. That's what it looks like anyway. It's not official. So you throw these stories and scenarios. All of this stuff has happened has it, uh, should I take a step back? Is, my, is it my 2024, admit where I'm wrong, did college football not take a step back? Was it not the death of college football? We said, this is going to be a mess. This is going to be bad for teams, bad for programs. Has it actually been good? And what do I mean by that? The college football playoff was good. The college football regular season was really interesting and really good. Do we admit it, or is it just one of those things? Well, it's just one of those years. It's just one of those years. Texas got good. They're not going to be like this. Washington got good. Kalen DeBoer, we love that story. They're not going to be in the mix when they go to the Big Ten. So will it just be one of those years that was all magical, it all came together, or should we actually think and say, hang on a second now. We thought it might do damage, and by the way, it still might be doing damage to some of the things we love in college football, the NIL, the transfer portal constantly. I still think it does damage, by the way. See, I'm not coming totally clean in 2024, but was it overblown? Was it over-exaggerated? Did we, the crusty old guys like me, are you one of those? Uh, it, it's me. I'm, I'm, I'm self-reflecting. Was it too much to say, this is going to be bad. This is going to kill. This is uh, college football. It's just pro football now. This is not amateur. I, I don't like it. I still have a friend, 
right here in this town. He just, uh, I just had lunch with him. And he says he doesn't like college football in this current state. He says, I, I don't like it. And then I said, are you going to be watching the playoff? This was New Year's Day. Well, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> so, so, well, I don't like it. I don't like the scenario, but I'm going to be watching it. So can we, uh, should we say, we admit it's interesting. It was a good season. Maybe the transfer portal at NIL contributed to good things and making other teams competitive, making other programs in the mix quicker instead of the same old, same old Georgia, Georgia again, Alabama. Well, Alabama made it, yes, but you still have this scenario where the games were great. It wasn't the same customers, Washington in, Texas in. Does this the college football season go down as one of those that will be a trend of things to come? Programs that maybe can get in the mix? Programs that you want to be in the mix, like Nebraska? Does this give you a little bit of hope to say, maybe there's a shot, maybe there's a sliver on uh, one of these years, Nebraska gets the number one quarterback, Dylan Riola, and then they can slip in there in the future. Is it possible NIL and, and the transfer portal haven't ruined college football? Is it possible? I'm here to tell you in 2024, I admit another mistake. I don't think that has ruined college football. I don't think it's, I think it's done some damage. I don't think it's ruined college football. Um, by the way, let me get into this side of the college football question of the day, okay? The Nate Brown Show getting started on this Wednesday, 720-1067, your read. Um, so the 12-team playoff debuts next year. And I've been thinking about this the past couple of days. When we have the 12-team playoff, those are the games that matter. Just as we had this 14-team playoff, got over got 22 million views, 22 million in the ratings. The college football playoff this year was a massive success, big-time ticket. 12-team playoff, those are the bowl games that are going to be the ones that matter, the New Year's Day games, and then the big ones that also get in on this. So we're going to have six bowl games, 12 teams, and then people ask me this, what happens to the rest of the bowl games? There's like 35 others. I mean, so, so what I'm asking you is, will the bowl games outside of the college football playoff next year, the 12 teams, those six bowl games that we're going to be interested in, Penn State's going to try and make one. You know, they're, <laughs> they're right in the mix all the time. So those bowl games, what happens to the other 35? I was asked today, or um, New Year's Day, will they just fade away? Will those bowl games just fade away? As a matter of fact, people are talking about this today. The executive director of bowl season, I didn't even know there was such an organization, Yes, there's bowl season executive director Nick Carapelli. He is talking about how you keep the rest of the bowl games valid, interesting, and teams still engaged, and sponsors still engaged. So I'll just ask this question of the day, though. On the other bowl games, do you find yourself watching those? 
If you're a college football fan like me, I'm a college football fan. Some of you are strictly NFL. That's what you are. Vikings, Broncos, Cowboys. Okay, I don't want to go through the whole list. That's what you are, NFL. If you're a college football fan like me, do you find yourself watching the Duke's Mail Bowl? The Texas Bowl? I'm just curious. I ask this because it gives me a glimpse of what does happen to the 35 bowl games. The New, uh, the New Year's Day games, the six games for the college football playoff next year, 12 teams. I get it. Those are, those are in a class above, uh, by themselves. Do you believe the 35 games, the rest of them, will fade out? Or do you think, no, there will always be bowl games, but how do you keep that um, situation the same? The money flowing, the interest, and the players still wanting to play. There's, there's players leaving all the time. We've, we've never seen more and more players every year opting out, transferring. They're just leaving because they're in the Duke's Mail Bowl or the Texas Bowl. They don't care. How do you get the players to care? That's my next topic. Hang on here. Let's uh, take a call. Thanks for getting in. You're live, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What do you say? Bowl games. Well, I think the minor bowls are dead. I mean, nobody's bowl bowls for years. I mean, I, I haven't, and I'm a college football fan big time. I, I don't watch those games. If, if, it's, on, if it's on, you don't stick around like, hey, yeah, this holiday bowl's pretty good. No, no. No, I don't. Um, and with the opt-outs, I think it's going to be even worse next year when you go to 12 teams um, you know, in the playoffs. Who, who's going to care about between the opt-outs and the teams that aren't in the top 12 for the playoffs? I mean, who's going to watch these other games? And you look at the you look at the attendance, there's nobody in the stands. I mean, I bet, a lot of those bowl games, I bet there wasn't 20,000 people. Yeah, here's what, here's what surprised me. You had Wisconsin and LSU playing on New Year's Day, um, and then those are big fan bases. They didn't even get close to filling the upper bowl. It, it, they didn't even fill the lower bowl. That's Wisconsin and LSU. Yeah, you know, when you got to the close to New Year's Day, there was better attendance. But, you know, you look at the Florida State game, you, know, you got 22 players, I think, that, that didn't play. Uh, and so here you have a supposedly undefeated team. They got beat by what six, seven touchdowns or more. And you know, I, I just unless they do something about the opt-outs or they change the rule about when they can when they can declare they're not going to play. Um, I don't know. I just you think they fade you know, out? You do. I, I do. Yeah. You except really do. For the, except for the six the six bowls where the playoffs <laughs> are held. Um, I don't think any of the other games, you know, prior to the, those six games are going to really be very well attended and very well, very, they probably weren't watched just this year. I don't know, these sponsors, they're going to start fading away because if I'm a sponsor, why should I sponsor a game at, I don't know what they charge, probably depends on the bowl, but yeah, yeah. if nobody's watching on TV, there's nobody in the stands, um, why do I, who's going to see my product? Why do I want to sponsor a game that nobody's at the game. Or well, nobody's that, that's the TV. kicker. That's the kicker. Can they keep finding the money train? Can they keep finding the money train? I, I don't know. Um, thanks for getting in. Okay. I appreciate it. Uh, see, that's, that's the story here. The money train goes like this. Bowl games have a sponsor. 
The sponsor says, we're going to get a lot of mileage out of this Pop-Tarts Bowl. And they did. I, I, I would say the Pop-Tarts Bowl got a lot of mileage out of it. So the money they paid, they said, okay, here's the sponsorship. And then they take that payout. It's big for that city where it's in as well. So the city and the Chamber of Commerce, they're in on this. They want people to come there. So it's all a thing that goes in an economic impact thing. So there's a lot of money flowing through the bowl games, even the Duke's Mail Bowl and the Texas Bowl and the Holiday Bowl, the, the mid-tier bowl games. So how many people watched them? Here, here's one, for example, Duke's Mail Bowl. Uh, Texas Bowl and Holiday Bowl. There's three. Duke's Mail Bowl, Texas Bowl, Holiday Bowl. Over 2 million viewers. You say, 2 million? Come on. That's higher than any NBA or NHL game. I mean, <laughs> I'm just telling you, that same day, the NBA and NHL was on. And we watched the Duke's Mail Bowl over any NBA or NHL game that same day. So you look at that and they say, hey, we're producing a little bit over 2 million viewers. We got money and then here's how the money goes. The payouts go to the conferences. So you have these conferences and the universities who say, man, we get to share in this money. Let's keep these bowl games going. And that's why I'm not here today. I'm not, I'm not going to kill them yet. I'm not going to kill the 35 bowl games yet. A buddy of mine who knows college football said, I think they're fading out. I think this 12-team playoff is going to be the thing, and there is not going to be 35 other bowl games. And I said, well, where does this money all go? Does the, the sponsor stop? The conferences don't get the money anymore, and we just go poof? Because believe me, Nebraska is benefiting from Michigan in the title game Monday. Big time. I mean, you just look at I just Nebraska, Indiana, whoever you want to throw out, Illinois. They're all they're all raking in big money. We share that in the Big Ten, and it's just going to get bigger. Now you're going to throw in Washington, USC. You're going to throw in some of this stuff into the Big Ten. It's revenue sharing. Everybody loves to get a piece of the pie, and so I'm not I'm not going to kill them yet. Here's an idea that was talked about today, and I'm going to ask you this on a question of the day. Okay. 720-1067 is our number if you want to get in a couple of minutes. Here's what was talked about. The executive director of bowl season, again, I didn't know there was a position like that. That's my calling. Executive director of bowl season said, we have to look at different ways to keep the players involved and the players wanting to play. He is suggesting Instead of the bowl games paying out the conferences with their sponsorship dollars, that they pay that money to the players to play in the Holiday Bowl, in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. So, so here, here's what you got. You're combining the NIL uh, space with can NIL sponsorship dollars essentially save mid-tier bowl games from being interesting, from players playing, from having competitive games. Would Florida State played in that game against Georgia? They had a bunch of players uh, bail. Florida State, once they got out of the playoff, they had a bunch of players bail. They didn't want to play Georgia. They were out. They got blasted. 
if there was money for you as a player, is that a is that an answer? Would you go down that road? I look at it. I find it interesting. I know this is a space where it's like, oh, come on. we got to get more money for the players now? Well, when's it ever going to end? we got to get the players paid again? Well, they're, they're giving the money to the conferences, and it's millions of dollars revenue sharing. These bowl payouts. Uh, the Pop-Tarts Bowl is like over $6 million. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, so the payouts are big. They share it with the conferences. Could that money go further and say, here's a chunk out of the millions, the chunk to pay the players that participate in Pop-Tarts Bowl, Duke's Mail Bowl, whatever bowls you want to say. Because college football fans, I believe, still are like, hey, I, I don't just want to watch the 12 teams. I think there's some good football to be had. You like, We like watching Saturday college football. So we're going to watch Nebraska if they don't make it in the 12-team playoff. We want to see the Huskers in a bowl game. How do you keep those bowl games um, valid and, and marketable and interesting? The executive director of bowl season says, what about paying the players to play? And people go, oh, my God. Wait, wait, what's happened? Wait, what's happened? Well, what's happening is the players are saying, why do we play in these? I have to enter the transfer portal anyway. I'm going to get in there now. Why am I going to wait around and, and go to this bowl game? It's not as fun as, oh, I get to go to uh, Alabama for a week. I don't. <laughs> they, they, I get to go have all sorts of fun in Florida. I, I get it, but it's not what feeds the bulldog anymore. The college players say, we need, we need money. So that was actually thrown out today. Would you be on board with that? Uh, send it in on the text line. I want to know. Pay the players to play in bowl games, not pay the conferences. Pay the players to play in bowl games. Will that serve? Will that keep the 35 games in the mix? Maybe it's not 35. Maybe it's maybe it's 25. I don't think they totally fade out. Seven two zero one zero six seven. Barons Wilson text line. I want to know where you're at pay the players to play in bowl games is the suggestion today from the executive director of bowl season who's trying to make sure the bowl games survive outside of the playoffs. Pay the players. Are you on board with it? Uh, let's see. Listener text, maybe college football goes down the road of the NIT of basketball. Like the NIT. Nobody, nobody likes the NIT. We don't... <laughs> We don't like the NIT. Uh, listener text, fans of college football would probably follow their team to the bowl game if we stopped the transfer portal until after the national championship. Now, now I'm with you on that. I do think there has to be other changes outside of, well, how can we make these bowl games better? The transfer portal, when it happens in December, is an absolute disaster. I mean, this early signing period in December is trying to get these kids, and you got to get the players, and they got to get in the portal, and you got to sign them. It used to not be until February. I think it was okay. We lived. We, it was okay. And now we ramp it up, and now I have to find a new school in December, bowl season. It's a mess. Nobody cares, and it's a disaster. That's, actually, that's the right answer is get the transfer um, situation out of this picture of postseason college football. You, you gotta, 
It's like the NFL. They wait for coaches and things like that. You can't be leaving if you're in the playoffs. You can't. In the NFL, you can't be doing that. There's rules against that. There's nothing in college football, and the transfer portal opens up at the exact wrong time. All right, paying the players. Would we? Should I be a proponent of that? Would I? I mean, thinking about what I, I think about it, I say, does it matter if the team, if the players get paid? If they play in a bowl game, there's a lot of money being sponsored. They share it with the conference. Why not then share it with the players? It seems like it's legitimate to me. To me, what what could go wrong? What's the big beef on that? Let me know. Frank Schwab in next. NFL writer, Yahoo Sports. On the way. Final week, the NFL. Preview with Frank next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. First Gold Gaming Resort has always been Deadwood's undisputed leader in casino giveaways. With $8,600 in hot seat promo play drawings happening every Friday through Sunday. On Saturday nights, it's the Lucky Sevens giveaway. With $1,000 cash drawings at the top of every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. And on Saturday, January 27th, it's the one and only $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. Get all the contest details at firstgold.com. First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. Start the new year off right and give your bathroom a fresh look with help from Menards. Stop into Menards and view our great selection of toilets from American Standard. Featuring ever-clean antimicrobial finish that prevents mold, mildew, and stains. Get a tight and tall round toilet for just $199. Big buys, big savings. Check out this and other great deals going on now at Menards. Price is good through January 14th. Save big money at Menards. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A dense fog advisory begins at 5 p.m. tonight and remains in effect until noon tomorrow. Overcast and foggy tonight with a low of 20. South winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Highs level off around 36. Tomorrow, cloudy skies expected. Overcast skies tomorrow night. Lows sit down to about 23. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Right now, 23. Danny Manhole Rapid Chevrolet buys cars. You heard that right. We don't just sell cars, we buy them too. We make cash offers to purchase local cars, trucks, and SUVs every day. Tired of listing online? Tired of messages? Or just tired of making payments? Whatever the reason, make an appointment at rapidchevrolet.com for a no-obligation appraisal. It's fast and free. When you're ready to sell, we're ready to buy. At Danny Menhol Rapid Chevrolet Rapid City. 
Cadillac Jack's Gaming Resort presents Ramped Up Winter Winnings with prize package drawings every Friday and Saturday. Starting at 8 p.m., you could win a $300 package. The prize packages grow by $100 every hour up to $600 between 11 and 11.30 p.m. Then at midnight, someone will win a $1,000 cash prize. Plus, during the grand finale on Saturday, February 24th, Cadillac Jack's will draw for 10 major prize packages, including a grand prize of $5,000 in cash. Cadillac Jack's Gaming Resort. How will your night play? out. We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City on a Wednesday, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, and stream us there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Question of the day on the Nate Brown Show today. Should the players get paid to play in bowl games to keep them valid moving forward? Okay, 12-team college football playoff next year, so six bowl games are going to matter a lot. The 35 other ones, what happens? Players are opting out. Players are transferring. I mean, it's a mess right now. Is there still enough support, sponsorship, dollars, TV ratings, the whole thing? There's a suggestion at high level saying the players maybe should get paid to play in the bowl games. What do you say? 720-1067, the Barons-Wilson text line. Okay, should the players get paid to play in the bowl games? Question of the day. Let's go to Frank Schwab, national NFL writer, yahoosports.com. He's in tonight. Find him on Twitter, X at Yahoo Schwab. Frank, good to have you. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? I appreciate the time, man. Uh, what's your answer to that? You're an NFL guy, but give me a read on college football, paying players to play in bowl games. What about that idea? Well, I mean, I'm just going to blow up the whole conversation and say, Players should get paid for every game. I mean, what's what? There's only one billion dollar corporation in the United States that doesn't pay its labor, and it's college football. So, what's a holdup? Like, I don't even know what the argument would be against it. <laughs> it's, they should, of course, they should be getting paid. And if the argument is, well, the bowl games don't make enough revenue to pay the players, then you shouldn't play the bowl games. Like, there's a business, right? Like, I mean, college football with realignment decided. We are a business. We are cold-blooded business, just like the NFL. We don't care if West Virginia's playing in the Big 12. We don't care if Oregon's going to the Big 10. We don't care. We're chasing every single dollar possible. Well, then you get treated like a business. And if your business model is, well, we can't afford to pay the labor, then you shouldn't be a business anymore. Like, that's just how life works. If Ford or Chevy went to the government and said, "Hey, we got a plan. We're gonna. We're not making enough money, so we're just gonna stop paying the labor." Everybody would laugh them out of the room. So why is it different for college sports? Again, yes, at one point this was like an amateur ideal and really cool and all that kind of stuff. But colleges themselves screwed that up with realignment. So I have no pity for them. I have no pity for players not playing at bowl games. I have no pity for 
anything that happens in college sports, the transfer portal and all this stuff, they brought this on themselves. They should have been paying players for decades now, and now it's all coming to roost for them, and I don't feel bad for anybody, any of the adults associated with that sport. Okay, Frank, one more college football slash NFL question, then we get to Week 18 here. Michael Penix Jr., Washington. People are talking about it now. Hey, this is a slinger, man. This guy's an NFL guy. Can we tell that when he's throwing for 430 yards against Texas if he's an NFL guy? I mean, he looks good to me. I've always, I, try, I do really try not to play amateur GM because I'm bad at it. But, I mean, just the eyeball test, he he, he throw the ball. I mean, he's got a quick, compact release, seems to know where to go with the ball. A big thing NFL teams going to have a problem with him is the medical. I mean, he, you know, he's had some major injuries. He's a little older. That won't help him. But, yeah, just watching him play football here, like, this guy can really play. And I I don't know. I mean, I, I'd take a shot on him if I'm the Denver Broncos. So you're, you're Denver Broncos in the middle of the first round. And if he falls to you and you have no other answer as a quarterback and a $85 million cap hit coming on Russ, you got to go cheat the quarterback. I'd be happy to take Michael Penix Jr. and see what what comes of it. I, I just there's some dudes that can just play football, and he certainly seems like one. I don't know that there's any true weakness to him where I'd be like, aside from the aging injury stuff, but where I'd be like, this guy's not going to make it. To me, uh, the, the eyeball test it looks like looks like he could play on any level. Frank Schwab in tonight, NFL writer, YahooSports.com on the Nate Brown Show. Let's go to the Broncos. Are you surprised? If Russell Wilson, you know, this ends how I think it's going to, and he's going to be cut and and on a new team, are you surprised that Sean Payton has this much leeway? A little bit, yeah. I mean, boy, that's a... Russell Wilson has not been that bad this year. Like, I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying... I know some of the stats are misleading, too. But if you look at the end of the day, passer rating, I think he's better in passer rating, at least he was before last week, better than Mahomes, better than Josh Allen, I think better than Jalen Hurts. I, it's not like he's been miserable this season. So for Peyton to basically pitch, hey, we're going to just cut this guy and take an $85 million cap hit, which I believe almost doubles the record. I think the record's like $46 million, and they're coming close to doubling that. Even spread out over two years. Well, that just means you're in capital for two years instead of one. So, I, I just I'm I'm a little shocked he has that much autonomy. But this kind of I mean, when you bring in Peyton, this is kind of what you get. Like he's not for better or worse, he's going to do things his way. He's going to not really answer to anybody but himself. And I don't know where the Broncos go from here. I really don't. I I don't know how this team can really compete the next two years. With all this cap, this cap hit coming. I mean, you're talking about again, eighty-five million dollars. Just think about the players you can get in free agency for eighty-five million dollars. It's going to get worse before it gets better in Denver. I just, I'm shocked. I, I am a little shocked. I get that you know, Russ isn't necessarily the the kind of quarterback Sean wants and all that. And if he just totally failed and it was just awful, okay, then I get it. Like it just didn't work out. You got to kind of have to move on. But for as well as Russ has played, he's in the middle of the road quarterback. Yeah. To just say we'd rather just eat eighty-five million, I it's it's hard for me to believe that that was a consensus in the building. Okay, so how much of it was the play? How much of it was? I don't know if Sean and Russell are just uh, a match. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, there's there's probably some things personality-wise. There's probably some things stylistically. I mean, Russ isn't Drew Brees. He's not a anticipation thrower. He's not. He's he's more of a see it throw it guy. He's more of an improvisational guy. He's he, he's not going to always run your offense to the T. He's not a robot back there usually. So I, I just think, yeah, it didn't. It, it was just kind of, I guess, destined to fail. But they should have known this when they hired Sean Payton, right? Like, the, the, the part of the equation is, I mean, are these two guys going to get along? And if not, we're, what are we going to get stuck with in 2024 as far as our product on the field? I, I think it, their only choice right now is Jared Stidham because he's already under contract. I mean, they can't pay anybody. They can't trade for it. They don't have the draft picks to trade for anybody. They don't. I, I just don't see, like, why does it make you a better football team? But I guess Peyton's just like, I, I'm not dealing with this guy anymore, and whatever. We're just going to go and go into the NFL with this for a couple of years to get rid of him. It's something. Uh, it's a huge story. Frank Schwab's in tonight. A couple more at YahooSports.com. Find his work there. National NFL writer. Speaking of trades, Frank, so the Bears have the number one pick. They're going to take a QB, and they're going to trade Justin Fields, right? I think so. I mean, but look, there's a there's an argument to be made for you're going to get the biggest trade package that anybody has ever given up for the number one overall pick because teams haven't traded the pick that was Andrew Luck and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, look what look what the Bears got for Bryce Young last year, and get to multiply it because. Caleb or Drake May are better, much better prospects than Bryce Young was. And if you're the Bears, you're, you've got to be sitting there thinking, even like here's my home run scenario if you don't just trade draft the quarterback. You could talk to, let's say, the Patriots at number three and say, okay, we want you know, however many firsts, however many seconds. You move down to three and you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> and you still have extra first and seconds. And you have Justin Fields, who, yeah, you got to pay him, but you're not really paying anybody else. There is a, a perfectly reasonable argument to be made of just pay Justin Fields and use all these extra draft picks to build around him. I, I think they draft the quarterback at one, but, boy, it's when the offers start coming in, and I'm sure they're going to keep the phones on, I, I think there's going to be some moments of, wow, can can we pass up this offer? Because they're going to get those kind of offers in the building. Okay, let's go to the games this week. Dolphins-Bills for the AFC East title. Are, are the Dolphins in trouble now? Yeah, I think so. And a lot of it's injury-related. They're just taking out so many injuries. And they still haven't really proven how good they are against the competition. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, they beat the Cowboys. That was great. That got some of this heat off of them for not beating any quality competition. But then you go and get just run out by the Ravens, and you're like, well, okay, how good are they? I, I mean, they have a, a last-second home win against the Cowboys on their resume, and that's basically it. Uh, the Bills already beat them pretty bad. And it just stinks for them because they had this really, really promising season. It goes back to that Titans game in Week 14 when they blew a 14-point lead. You're going to go from this promising, promising season, I think anyway, to going on the road in the first round of the playoffs. And probably, I think they play. I think they would get uh, Kansas City in round one, and that's no easy. I know Kansas City's struggling too, but can you imagine Miami's season going from what it was about a month ago? to a first-round exit that he don't even win a division title, I think that would just be so crushing. And I hope that doesn't happen for him, but you can kind of see that maybe where this is heading. Do you think the Bills are a threat in the AFC, or is it Baltimore? 
I totally think the Bills are a threat. Why not? I mean, the Ravens have had their issues in the postseason lately. I mean, I hate jumping on that whole, like, Lamar can't win in the playoffs, because I think that's dumb, but it's true. And they haven't won in the playoffs with him, really. And the Bills are the team's peaking right now. And I know they didn't look great against the Chargers. They didn't look great against the Patriots either. But I think that they, if they go and they beat Miami in Miami, and they're the two-seed, you don't got to go on the road until the AFC Championship game. If you do, I mean, who knows? Ravens might get upset in the, in the divisional round. Uh, yeah, I think they're a definite factor. I, I love the Ravens. I think the Ravens are great. I think they're a better team. But in a one-game scenario, <laughs> yeah, why not the Bills? If it's Bills at Ravens in the AFC Championship game, I, I think that would be a, you know, a game the Bills can definitely win. Okay, Frank Schwab covers the gambling beat as well for Yahoo Sports. So two predictions, futures, two predictions. Where is Russell Wilson starting next year? Where is Kirk Cousins starting next year? Wow. Uh, boy, that, I, why do I keep thinking Minnesota for Russell Wilson? I don't know. Really? Like, really? I, I guess so. I mean, they're going to need a quarterback, right? They got, obviously, they're, they've switched quarterbacks like a fifth time in the past six weeks or whatever it is. So they need Get a quarterback. Get him for the veteran minimum. Veteran minimum. Yeah, right. Like, maybe. I, I, I just, maybe. I just, I just kind of, you get the sensor done with Kirk. Like, they just, we just have to change something. You got to move on. And I don't really know where Kirk goes. I don't think there's some obvious fit right now. But there's enough. To, I mean, maybe in New England, if they don't land a, a quarterback with a top two or something like that, because there's a lot of teams that are out there looking for a quarterback and teams that just don't want to go through this. I mean, when you look at the guys who are starting this week, it's like, man, some teams are really, really struggling. A quarterback needs to fix this in the offseason. How about Atlanta? Kirk? Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta needs someone too. I I just keep thinking Justin Fields for Atlanta. I mean, I going back to the Bears. I do think ultimately at the end of the day, no, no matter what argument I make, I do think they draft Caleb Williams just because. And then Justin Fields gets traded, and he's kind of a perfect fit down in Atlanta where he's from. So I think I think Fields goes to Atlanta and this game of musical chairs. Uh, whoever the you know the, if the Commanders don't get the top two pick, they're going to need a quarterback. I don't think Kirk Cousins is going back there, but maybe. I it just could be a crazy off season with this kind of quarterback musical chairs that's going to go on and it gets crazier if like Aaron Rodgers retires <laughs> there's just there's a lot to be sort Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's another team that needs a quarterback maybe they're in the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes I don't know but it's going to be really interesting Frank Schwab tonight find his work yahoosports.com national NFL writer on the Nate Brown show Yahoo uh, Schwab on Twitter Frank thanks a lot I appreciate it Absolutely, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Frank Schwab tonight, yahoosports.com. National NFL writer kicking things off on a Wednesday. Good stuff across the board. Week 18 of the NFL. Now, I'm going to tell you, if Russell Wilson goes to Minnesota, you have never heard how loud I'm going to be on this show. You, <laughs> I mean, I'll just be, I will just be in seventh heaven. I mean, if Russell Wilson goes to the Vikings, boy, I, I mean, I'm a Viking supporter. Okay, I'm the vice president of the Kirk Cousins fan club. Remember, out here in the Black Hills? I know it's a, not very many members. We're trying to grow it. We've been, you know, it's been an uphill climb. The Kirk Cousins fan club membership. It's free. You guys can join it. But I am a Viking supporter. But if Russell Wilson goes to the Vikings in a scenario where... They say, hey, we can get Russ for nothing. The Broncos are going to pay his salary. We can get Russ for nothing. I see Kevin O'Connell and Russell Wilson getting along very well. 
I see him getting along very well. Positive. Kevin O'Connell, upbeat. He's in your corner. And Sean Payton, the grumpy old man over there with Jarrett Stidham. And he's trying to do what he does with that magical offense he has. All right. That would be something. Russell Wilson of the Vikings says Frank Schwab. He said, why not? Why not? By the way, as a Vikings fan, anybody out there today, what do you say about Russell Wilson coming in, being your guy? Well, what if that's a scenario you could get him for nothing? If the Broncos have to cut him, and he might force that issue because it's a, it's a messy divorce, if you get him for nothing, veteran minimum is what it could be. The Broncos are going to be paying his millions and millions of salary because Sean messed it up. Wouldn't you take Russell Wilson for the Minnesota Vikings slinging it? Justin Jefferson? And uh, making plays, I mean, I, that would be that would be something. J.D. Pakel is in next as our guest, national college football analyst for On3.com. What does he say about my question of the day? How do you make these other bowl games survive? Will they when the football playoff goes to 12 teams? J.D. Pakel on the way. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. All right, Rapid City, a big announcement from one of my favorite places, Poor 54 downtown. If you're looking for the best happy hour, they've got it. It starts at 3 p.m. with $3 domestic taps and street tacos. Then at 4, $4 South Dakota brewed taps. Then at 5, it's $5 all taps and Detroit-style pizzas on special. Again, it's the Beat the Clock happy hour at Poor 54 from 3 to 6. Poor 54, downtown Main Street, Rapid City. Is your truck or fleet insurance a one-size-fits-all approach? The commercial line agents at Fisher Rounds & Associates know that each company fleet, owner-operator, or ag producer has unique coverage needs. We understand all the risks and liabilities, so we can create a customized policy that ensures you are fully covered. We're at your service, at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, serving your truck insurance needs with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. Chatting with Brian at Anytime Auto Sales. Seasons change and here we are again. And as always, we're here to help with all your winter automotive needs. From oil changes featuring mobile brand lubricants, to electrical issues, to under the hood repairs, and we'll do them all at an affordable price. What about brakes, tires, and batteries? Absolutely. With over 30 brand name tires, we have deals as good as anywhere. 10% off all Duralast Pro Power Ultra batteries. And flat out the best brake deal around at just $329 per axle for most vehicles. And that's new pads, rotors, labor, and a lifetime warranty. Fantastic! And if people need financing, we offer the AutoPass card, which saves a lot of people who need some help with their repairs. You can get an answer in minutes right from our homepage at anytimeanytime.com. Just click the AutoPass Apply Now button. Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail. Simply the place to trust. Your AAA and ASC certified repair specialists. See anytimeanytime.com. And of course, at the corner of Highway 79 and East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. 
Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the Herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. We're back on a Wednesday. Still can say Happy New Year, man. We're just getting this thing started. The Nate Brown Show live weekdays 4 to 6. It's Fox Sports Rapid City, the Black Hill Sports Station. You're home for high school sports, local, regional, national, all right here on 1067 FM, 1150 AM. Remember, if you missed some of the show, go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. Every show in the podcast platform as well. So if you miss some of the guests, go to the Nate Brown Show podcast, download it, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, the Nate Brown Show podcast there. Every show, every guest for you at your own convenience. J.D. Pakel's in tonight on 3.com, National College Football Analyst. Find him on Twitter, X at J.D. Pakel. And, of course, at On3. J.D., good to get you on. How are you? Nate, good to be on with you, man. Coming in with uh, this little chain smokers, a little cold play to intro us there, man. I'm feeling feeling good, man. I appreciate you having me on. Happy New Year. Here we go. Happy New Year to you. So I got a lot of, uh, lot to discuss here about the playoff, the, the whole thing. I'm going to get into something right now um, that I started my show with, and I, and I kind of make it a joke. I said, hey, it's 2024. Let's admit where we were wrong in 2023. And I was one of those guys that said, The transfer portal needs some regulation. It needs some guardrails. NIL needs some regulation. It needs some guardrails. There's really not. And I said, this is going to create a mess. And it turns out 2023 college football season might have been one of the best I've seen. So so I'm admitting uh, maybe it's not a mess. But what's the real story? You know, I think uh, think you're going a little bit hard on yourself there, man. I think when it comes to NIL and the transfer portal, uh, it's it's kind of like like uh, like cars. Like as we give everybody and anybody who can pass a driver's test a license, like for the most part, we're, we're going to be in good shape. There's enough regulation there for most people to get from A to B safely. Most people follow something that resembles the speed limit, but you're going to get that you know small percentage of things that just go haywire. And I think we saw some of that with the whole Jade Rashada in Florida situation. Um, I think we're seeing that with the transfer portal, with guys being able to transfer pretty much the drop of a hat. Uh, so I think there is probably still some messes. I don't think you, you missed on that one at all. Um, but I do think the fact that we still have college football Saturdays, we still have 11-on-11 football, we still have the magic of, of a 3.30 Eastern kick and it meaning everything and more to a lot of these fan bases. Like That, to me, I think is, is what's special. And um, as long as we have that, the game is going to be in a good place. So I, I think the product itself is phenomenal. But I'm curious to see the further we get into this transfer portal NIL world, I think more regulation is going to be required. I think you're exactly right. Okay, so now we have the playoff, which was highly rated, 23 million people watching on average. I mean, it was it was big. There were great games, great ratings. Then I look at next year, J.D., we go to 12 teams. So six bowl games are going to mean a lot. What do you think happens in the big picture moving forward with the 35 other bowls, people are talking about where does that go? The 35 bowls, Duke's Mayo, Pop Tarts Bowl. What happens to those? Do they stay and and the same? How do how do we do this? Well, hey, I mean, first things first, we got to make the Duke's Mayo Bowl and the Pop Tart Bowl some playoff. <laughs> I mean, that's that, that's the first part of this whole thing. We got to get corrected. 
you know, I think Kirby Smart said it, you know, absolutely perfectly without providing a ton of detail. College football has to decide what they want. Like, do we want those bowl games to have an impact? Do we want those to be just a good time for the players? Do we want them to be a TV product? Like, what do we want out of those bowl games? Because if we're going to go ahead and make it a thing where these guys can potentially jeopardize their draft value, whether you agree with it or not, and to be transparent, I'm someone who doesn't agree with the whole opt-out situation. I think you should play the entirety of your season, and you'll regret if you don't, like we saw Garrett Wilson say on Twitter. Um, you know, we, we got to incentivize guys playing in those games if we want that product to, to be intact. So, to me, revenue sharing feels inevitable between the TV networks and the players. Um, now, when and how much is probably the million-dollar question, no pun intended, but you know, there's, there's a degree of this to where there's enough money to go around. And if money is the problem with guys saying, hey, I, I want to protect my value with the NFL draft, the money can also be the solution to, hey, we want you to play in the bowl game. Here's however many thousand dollars. So I think we're headed that direction. You do? Uh, but if okay. we don't, that, that'll become less and less relevant. That's my question today for my audience. I said, would you pay the players to play in these 35 other bowl games? And I look at it and I say, J.D., we're, we're sharing money with the conferences. There's $5 million payouts in the conferences. Nebraska, Indiana, they get all this money from Michigan going this far. So why not pay the players to help them incentivize them, as you say? I don't see anything wrong with it. Are there any? Is there anything wrong with it? I mean, I, I think maybe it would take a second for us to get behind the idea, because I guess to some it would be novel. But, like, I mean, going back to what you were just saying, Nate, like if we're paying everybody – we might as well pay the players. We're already paying the players in a different sense. And also, it would behoove the, the powers that be that are lining their pockets because of the bowl game to have the best product. And the best product equates having the best players. So, like, if we want to juice up these bowl games, let's put the money in the right place and let, let's, let's juice them up and let's, let's get, you know, Keon Coleman playing in the bowl game. Let's get, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of other opt-outs. Let's get Marvin Harrison Jr. playing in the Cotton Bowl. Like, that's going to make it a better game, which is going to get more eyeballs, which we all know equates to more dollars. So, I mean, I think it just makes a world of sense, and I think it just takes the right people in the room to get that done. J.D. Pakel is on tonight. Find his work on 3.com, National College Football Analyst here on the Nate Brown Show. So we'll go to the playoff in this situation. What did you think of how it played out? Michigan comes back and wins. Washington hangs on to win. Are these the two best teams? You know, I think they are, and I am of the crowd that has been duped by Washington for the entirety of the season. And I think when you look at this matchup, the, the, the matchup on paper to me that favors Michigan completely is the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, they're rushing for right around four and a half yards of carry. Washington's good, not great against the run. And, and I think that's all still true. Uh, my only issue with that, Nate, is when I look at the last two games for Washington, that's been the advantage for Oregon and Texas, and we know how, the, how those games played out. So um, it's going to be a great matchup. Um, Michigan kind of feels like, you know, third time's the charm, kind of has the last dance vibes to it for Jim Harbaugh and company. And then for Washington, like, I call him the, uh, the Alex Honnold of this college football playoff. Alex Honnold's that free solo climber, Nate, the one who, you know, climbs with, with, no, uh, with no ropes. They did a study on his brain, and he does not process pressure or – Fear correctly. This this Washington team. That's the exact same thought for them. They are eight zero in one score games. Like they're comfortable, you know, playing with with no cables and no net underneath them. And you know, they just they don't seem to have any issue 
any matchup. So as long as Michael Penix and Lumadunze are on that day, man, it's going to be a fun one, and uh, I can't wait to watch it. That's a great one Monday. It really is. Washington, Michigan, different national championship matchup. I think it's really intriguing. J.D. Piquel on tonight. Uh, one more on the transfer portal. Official visit coming up for Will Howard. Will Howard, mm. Kansas State, going to visit Ohio State. I was starting to get wind of this from Ohio State guys. They said, hey, look out. Will Howard's going to be the guy. What do you say about that? I think it makes a lot of sense for both parties. Um, Will Howard is kind of the, the one who's holding the remote to stop the music from musical chairs and the transfer portal with all these quarterbacks now with Cam Ward declaring for the NFL. I mean, I mean to say he is the best uh, quarterback available. And we saw Ohio State in that bowl game. At the very least, they need somebody – to elevate that room. Not that Devin Brown can't be the guy, not that Lane Fleek and Keenholz isn't still a great player, but like for Ryan Day, man, you, you, you can't lose to Michigan again. It just it, it cannot happen and, and still feel good about where things stand going forward. I'm not saying he gets fired if they lose again, but I am saying it's not a world that you want to really experience if you're Ryan Day. So uh, for Will Howard, on his side of things, like you're trying to get ready for the NFL. You're trying to give yourself the very best prospects for, for draft day and you look at what the trend has been for quarterbacks under Ryan Day and the unofficial standard is you're a first round pick you're a Heisman finalist and you go play with some of the best playmakers in the country so I think the structure itself is appealing for Will Howard when it comes to Ohio State and one more thing I'll say about this uh, he took a visit to USC took a visit to Miami and they, we've seen so many of these guys they'll take a visit and commit on their visit or commit before their visit or whatever uh, the fact that he hasn't committed anywhere yet after two visits I think has to make him uh, feel really good about his chances, or Ohio State feel really good about their chances to land a guy like Will Howard uh, at this point in the year. Kansas State transfer quarterback Will Howard taking an official visit, Ohio State uh, coming up. That looks uh, promising is what I've been told by Ohio State guys. J.D. Piquel tonight, college football analyst for On3.com. Find his work there. Follow him on Twitter at J.D. Piquel. Always great, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you, brother. Enjoy this playoff. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for coming on. J.D. Piquel tonight, college football analyst. Great uh, video coverage with him at On3.com. Has a great show there. On3.com, national college football analyst, smart guy. J.D. Piquel is in, and he likes the uh, Michigan edge just a little bit Monday. I mean, I, I've told you I'm all in on Washington, so Michigan's good. I think Washington just totally underrated, under the radar. I mean, the whole thing. Everyone's like, oh, it's Pac-12. Yeah, they're good for the Pac-12. They, they're good for the Pac-12. Unbeaten. Nobody's giving them respect. It feels like they're chip on the shoulder. Michael Penix Jr. is the best quarterback. No doubt about that. I can't believe people are actually arguing who's going to be better, Michael Penix Jr. in the pros or J.J. McCarthy. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. And no, I don't want Bo Nix as the quarterback for the Broncos, Okay. I don't want Bo Nix. Uh, by the way, Bo Nix is going to play in some all-star game coming up here, college game. I really want to see if he can throw a pass outside of a screen pass every other play. But anyway, um, okay. Matt Zimmer is in. He's going to Frisco. The Jacks and Grizz. FCS National Championship. Did we forget about it? No way. It's this weekend. Jack's trying to win back-to-back -back titles. Let's talk to Matt Zimmer live, talking Jack's with Sioux Falls live on the way. <laughs> 
This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. At Gateway Autoplex, we strive to give you the best car buying experience in the Black Hills. We offer a hassle-free, worry-free environment, and we've made it easy to get pre-approved in minutes by going to gatewayapproves.com. Or stop in and we can help you through the process right there. So check us out at 410 North Campbell Street or 123 Omaha. Two great locations serving you in the Black Hills. See for yourself why our customers say that we have the funnest buying experience in Rapid City. Gateway Autoplex, where nobody, and I mean nobody, beats a gateway deal. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. Building projects can be complex. The risks are great and time is money. Consolidated Construction of Rapid City simplifies the process by being your advocate, guiding you through funding, design, and construction. They manage the players and the schedule and marry the design to your budget so you get the most for your investment. They promise an energizing experience before, during, and after construction. It's not enough that you get a quality building. They pledge you'll experience quality every step of the way. Consolidated Construction. One call to build. This isn't just the sound of a legendary Brunswick pool table. It's the sound of families about to make memories together. And while this may sound like the hum of a spa, listen closely and you'll hear backyard fun for years to come. So while Splash City's guarantee of quality sure sounds good, we know quality time sounds even better. Who wants another burger? Splash City, 1024 West Omaha, across from Connects in Rapid City. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live, Fox Sports Rapid City on a Wednesday. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Welcome in the Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Spearfish Motors, your home for the new GM season Cadillacs 2024 lineup ready to go. Spearfishmotors.com. Take a look. They're at 1910 North Main and Spearfish, your locally owned new car and truck dealership. There's not many of those left, but they're there. It's Spearfish Motors, the new GMC Yukon, GMC Sierra, the Cadillac Escalade. Right there at Spearfishmotors.com. All right. FCS National Championship Sunday, ABC. It's at Noon Mountain. Jack's Grizz. I'm juiced. I'm ready. Nobody else left that I want to see in the NFL playoffs anyway, right? Vikings have to win and then hope everyone loses. <laughs> Broncos are out. Thanks a lot to Sean Payton. Anyway, okay, enough with that. Uh, Matt Zimmer's in. He's going to Frisco. SiouxFallsLive.com for the coverage of the FCS National Championship. Matt, good to have you on. How are you? I'm good, Nate. How are you? I'm doing good. Let me get your read on... This this topic I've discussed, and I want to know where you sit on it. 
I get the FCS title games on ABC. I like that. I didn't like it on a Sunday last year, NFL. I hate it again against the NFL. I know the FCS is where they're at. Is hey, hey, we got to take ABC when we can get it. What's the what's the real play? Can, do we put this back on a Friday night? How, how do we do this? I don't know. Uh, I didn't get a sense that it was a huge point of contention last year playing against the NFL. Um, but you know, I don't know if that's the way to go necessarily. Um, it's just weird because FCS is such a you know unique, I guess whatever you want to say. I mean, they're Division One, but they're not you know the, the big boys, so to speak. Uh, you know, how many, obviously schools like SDSU, NDSU, Montana, the two teams that are in this championship, have real loyal, devoted fan bases. But you know, a lot of their fans are going to be at the games. So how many of those people are? Uh, you know, you could kind of go around in circles trying to figure out what the best way to do it is. I do kind of like it that it's on a Sunday. I think that makes it feel like a little bit more of a a big deal or whatever. It gives you you know the whole week to prepare and probably makes it easier for fans to make the trip. You know, because they kind of can make a whole weekend out of it. They leave on Friday. They have a day to kind of get settled there. You know, or if they leave on Thursday, they have a long weekend out of it. I don't know if those are the things that go into to making the decision. Um, but you know, they've done it both ways. So. There must be something. I think you said it. If that's when you can be on ABC, that's when you take it. But obviously going against the NFL is not ideal, especially when, you know, yeah, maybe the Vikings stink, the Broncos stink. But, you know, there's obviously going to be other places, other fan bases. There's going to be games in the final week of the NFL regular season that have a ton at stake, you know, and so it's going to be tough to compete with some of those games. Yeah, I just don't feel like the FCS takes the best foot forward there, like for their brands to grow that brand, whether it's Montana, South Dakota State, whoever it is. You're, we're going to see some NFL players, future NFL players, on the field Sunday. I just think they, there could be a better spot. Uh, nonetheless, they're in it. It's Grizz, Jacks. How big of a national championship matchup is that? That's powerful. Two big brands. Yeah, I mean, last year, obviously, having SDSU and NDSU was huge because you had the rivalry, the regionality, the proximity, all those sort of things. Uh, made it a really big deal. That was kind of the matchup a lot of us had been waiting for for a long time. Uh, if we didn't get that again this year, which outside of North Dakota, I don't know that a lot of people wanted to see that, you know, the same two teams in the second year in a row. I mean, Montana is about as good as you could do because we just got them saying, you know, there, there's some schools in the FCS level that are struggling for attention that are, you know, maybe the fourth or fifth or sixth most popular college football team in their state. Here you got two teams that are are the top dogs. You know you got South Dakota State, which has obviously taken over the state of South Dakota and, and become sort of the state's flagship team. And Montana, there's probably not another team in FCS one AA football that has the history, the tradition, the culture, uh, the fan support that the Grizzlies do. I mean, we see it. They lead the the FCS in attendance every year. They had twenty five thousand people at their playoff games, even when there was a foot of snow. They've been to multiple national championships. They've been a part of FCS. You know, going back to the one double A days, they got beat by Randy Moss and Marshall in one yeah. of the FCS championships back in the day. So I think it's a great matchup. You know, for people who do watch the game, uh, I think they're going to see, uh, you know, obviously a high level football game. There's some really good players on both teams. I don't know if we're going to see a close game necessarily, 
but as far as you know, a showcase of the FCS, you couldn't do much better than these two. Matt Zimmer going to Frisco FCS National Championship is Sunday on ABC. Follow him at SiouxFallsLive.com, and he's on Twitter X at Matt J Zimmer. If you're not following him, so Jacks Grizz. Jacks have been number one, unbeaten, winning streak, the whole thing. I've watched Montana quite a bit. Jacks feel quite a bit better. I, I'm going to say, I don't, I'm not going to say Montana got lucky to get in, but they've been scraping by. There's something about them. I, I, I think the Grizz are good, but I don't think they're great. What do you see in the game? Yeah, I, I, it's just hard to see an area where they might have an advantage, you know, other than maybe – the return game, obviously, they have an explosive kick returner. Um, but I haven't been terribly impressed with their quarterback. I don't know if they can, you know, physically compete with the Jackson line of scrimmage. I don't think they have the depth. You said it. They, you know, they two overtime games. Uh, they needed their returner to have two return touchdowns to get past Furman in the quarterfinals, a team that, you know, I don't think people thought was that great of a team. Uh, you know, needed overtime again to beat NDSU last week. But by the same token, you know, I, I always think a team that – find a way to win when they maybe aren't playing their best is a dangerous team because, you know, if you're Montana, maybe you look at it and say, hey, we've gotten to Frisco and we haven't even played our best yet. Maybe their best game is yet to come. Maybe they're going to play it on Sunday. I just think even if they do play their best game on Sunday against Montana or against the Jacks, it's going to be really tough for them to win. I, I just think you ask anybody across the spectrum, you know, from the Valley, from the Big Sky, you know, obviously, the, you know, there's diehard Grizz fans that think their team is going to win, but anyone who's got any sort of objectivity looking at this, you know, without the emotions attached to it, it it's just almost impossible to see how an SDSU team that, you know, just won their semifinal 59 to nothing, you know, two shutouts in the playoffs, their defense is giving up less than 10 points a game. I mean, I, I go back and forth and, and run around in circles trying to come up with something to say, well, here's where Montana wins the game. And it's just really, really hard to find anything. Matt, give me a perspective. I don't want to get cart before the horse, but Jacks have a bunch of seniors, six-year seniors. I mean, this is a loaded team. Gronowski's still coming back, so to speak. But if they win again, that's back-to-back titles. They lose some guys. How good are they coming back? They're still going to be very good next year, um, in large part just because their program has kind of gotten to that level that NDSU's where – you know, whoever, there might be guys that, you know, the average fan doesn't know anything about, you haven't heard of, guys who haven't had a chance to play yet, who can be all conference caliber players as soon as they get their chance. You know, the Jacks, one of the reasons they're so good is they're so deep. They've got guys right now that aren't playing that would be starters for most of the other teams in the FCS. Jimmy Rogers keeps raving about how well his freshmen have been playing on scout team and how many guys are chomping at the bit to get in there and play. Um, you know, we've seen, you know, Griffin Wilde at wide receiver, uh, Angel Johnson and Amar Johnson at running back, uh, Chase Mason at quarterback. These are all twos, you know, guys who have been backups this year who every time they come in, they look like all-conference guys. Now, does that mean the Jacks are going to, you know, go for a three-peat next year if they win on Sunday? I think that would be pretty tough, uh, especially if, you know, who knows if Mark Gronowski will come back, if some other seniors will leave, if anybody will – They'll jump into the portal. Uh, but another thing you got to factor in is by making it this far into the playoffs four years in a row, you know, everyone on that team has essentially got a whole nother year of college football experience. That's an additional 15 games, you know, over the course of four years, making those playoff runs. And think of all the extra practice you get. You know, other teams, they're turning in their equipment in mid-November. 
and the Jacks are not not only playing games but still practicing four times a week into January. That's a lot of extra reps. That's a lot of extra everything. That's part of the reason these teams get so good and are able to sustain it is because you just keep playing and playing and stacking days, as the coaches and players like to say. Uh, whoever comes back next year, they're gonna even the young guys, the inexperienced guys are going to be really seasoned and really ready to go. They're going to be really tough again. South Dakota State on a winning streak. Uh, they look like the big favorite to me Sunday noon Mountain Time on ABC taking on the Montana Grizzlies. Matt Zimmer covering it for SiouxFallsLive.com FCS Championship Sunday. Matt, good to have you, man. Good luck. Have a good trip. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Uh, Matt Zimmer tonight, SiouxFallsLive.com, covers the Jacks. He'll be covering Jackrabbits Grizz Sunday on ABC. So that's that's my only issue. I'm going to be watching it noon, um, Jacks Grizz. I mean, I have big connections there. So grew up in Montana, watched the Grizzlies forever. Now I've been covering, you know, talking to Coach Stig every week on this show throughout his career. Over the past few years, and following the Jacks, having Tucker Craft on and uh, Mark Gronowski, these guys that we've talked to, it's been great. And so now I've been following this Jacks team big time. And who am I rooting for? My home state, Montana Grizzlies on Sunday? No, 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 don't get it twisted. Let's not screw around here. I'm all Jacks now. I'm a South Dakota transplant. I am all Jacks. I've been here over 20 years. I mean, I'm an old man. Don't uh, don't let it fool you. It's Jack's Sunday, and my only complaint: we you just can't put that game against the NFL from a national perspective. That puts the FCS in a nobody cares spot. Well, we're on ABC. Um, I understand. We got to find a way to negotiate a contract somewhere. I mean, going up against the final week of the NFL. Playoff implications, the whole thing, and we're going to have Jackrabbits Grizz on Sunday on ABC against the NFL right in the middle of the window? I don't. I can't do that if I'm negotiating that deal. Well, the people that care about it will watch. That's not the point of being on ABC. The point is to expand your brand, not hope people watch you against the NFL. I'm putting that thing back on a Friday night. I, I, I don't know what you want to do with it, but... Put it on a Friday night this week. Put it on ESPN Friday night. And I think you're going to have a better chance there when nothing's going on. All right. Into the drive at 5 on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here we go. Starting 2024 with this. Three things in high school sports in South Dakota that we need to really start discussing for 2024. Three things next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports, Rapid City. Football season is almost over and the final showdown is just around the corner. The BetMGM Sportsbook at 10 Lizzie is having a party like no other. Reserve your seat for the big game experience and let us host your final football throwdown in style. Your seat comes with free play, food, and exclusive souvenir gifts. Watch the game on a giant wall-to-wall television array. Drink specials and prizes will be running all day long. Go to 10lizzie.com today to reserve your big game experience at 10 Lizzie Gaming Resort and take your football party to the next level. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. 
use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer to Denny Menhol Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menhol Toyota, Rapid City. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City, the Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Hi, it's Nate Brown for Black Hills Community Bank. If you run your own company or you're looking to start a small business here in the Black Hills, you want to make sure you choose the right banking partner. And I know the right choice for business is Black Hills Community Bank. They have plenty of banking options to suit your specific needs. And Black Hills Community Bank is here to help business owners thrive and to make sure you have the support and tools to help your business grow. Just contact one of their business loan experts today or visit bhcbank.com. Member FDIC. Hi, this is David Brenneman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. If you've considered selling your current home, let me take you to that next step with confidence. The Black Hills housing market is competitive, and I have been in the business of attracting buyers for 15 years. Let's make it happen. Contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. List it, sell it, and move on. With me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Less calories and fat, and oh so delicious. It's what every light bread wants to be. Leave it to the bakers of Village Heart to have the perfect recipes that pack goodness and flavor into every package while still keeping it trim. With Village Heart light bread and buns, you can lighten up on the calories and fat without losing out on the great taste. There's simply more to savor and nothing to sacrifice. With our light wheat, light 12 grain, and light Italian bread and buns, there's a light, tasty favorite for everyone in the family. Village Heart, baking our best for you. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Hope you had a great day. We're into the drive at 5. Brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. When it comes to pre-owned selection, that's the place. So take a look at summitautogrp.com. Start there on your phone. Take a look at what Stacy and Matt have. And then it's the Summit Difference car buying built around you. The right financing for you and your family where you're at. Okay. The right treatment, none of the high-pressure sales gimmicky bull stuff, quality, all the way through summitautogrp.com. Start there. Car buying built around you. The Drive at 5 of the Nate Brown Show with Mike Wall coming up, former Green Bay Packer offensive lineman. We'll talk NFL Week 18. Mike Wall from the Pack. His podcast on my block straight ahead. We'll break down the NFL. Okay, my question of the day. I've got something for you. What about paying the college football players to have them play in the bowl games? So the bowl games have these sponsors. They have the payouts. They give money to the conferences. $3 million split, $4 million split, and they give it to the conferences. What about paying the players to have them play in these bowl games to keep them going as we see some interest waning? 
Would you pay the players to play in bowl games? Question of the day, 720-1067. The Barons-Wilson text line. Let's take a look here. Um, 720-1067. Listener text, the players deserve a cut of everything. The players deserve a cut of everything. Another one. Um, yeah, why not? College football players should get paid. They're the ones playing the game. Okay. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Uh, that's being talked about at high levels, not just here on the Nate Brown Show. We just throw out something, you know, wheeling and dealing, as people like to say, um, that's being talked about at high levels, trying to keep these bowl games that aren't the playoff games, the ones that really matter to people, the playoff games, are going to be 12 teams in it, six games. The rest of the bowl games, how does the Texas Bowl and the Armed Services Bowl and the Bahamas Bowl, how do they survive? Do they all survive? I don't know. But people are saying, well, players are opting out. They don't even want to play. They're transferring. They're bailing because nobody cares, even the players. So how do you keep these bowl games going? I think it's an interesting idea. I don't see anything wrong with it. And I'm a crusty old man. I mean, I'm, I'm the guy that says, hey, we can't transfer all the time once. I, I, I'm good with that. We can't transfer all the time. We need NIL regulations. Why couldn't we take that share that you give to the conferences, you, you pay it out anyway, to pay the players to make them um, be engaged with a bowl game? Why not? They something you accomplish. Maybe you have to put some rules on this thing like, yeah, you can't have six win teams anymore. Let, let's trim the number down potentially. Maybe make it seven or eight wins. Make it one of those accomplishment things and I would pay the players. I, I, I would myself. I don't see anything wrong with it. People think, oh, man, just another thing to pay the players. I, I don't think it's a uh, bad deal. Okay, into the drive at 5 tonight. Um, we're looking at this, you know, we start a new year, and we look at what could we change about our lives? What could we do to change things? I wanted to do something fun here. We like high school sports. I'm heavily engaged in high school sports. There's three things. I talk high school sports on this show quite a bit. There's three things that I think we seriously should discuss at all levels, from the Activities Association in Pier all the way through to the Board of Directors, the whole thing. I think we should discuss three things in high school sports. If I'm missing something, you tell me, okay? If you know what you're talking about in high school sports, you let me know. But in 2024... We throw stuff out all the time. We, we throw it out, and we have discussion items at a meeting, and then we table it, and then we don't hear about it anymore. It's on an agenda, and then they throw it out, and then somebody says something on a Zoom, and, and then it's gone. So what I mean by this, we need to seriously roll some of this out, have a discussion on this, move some of this forward. Three things, and I'm going to start with one of my favorites, sanctioning High school baseball. I know it's the middle of winter. Where did, where did I come up with this? Folks, South Dakota's way, way, way behind on sanctioning high school baseball. Are we the only state left? I mean, we're one of the only states. I don't know if we're the only state left. We're dang close. Everybody sanctions high school baseball. There's over 50 high school baseball teams that are playing club sports. I'm, I'm going down this road because it's time for the club sport people to have a discussion with the schools 
the schools to have a discussion with the activities association say it's time to sanction we're getting there we got there for soccer years ago that was a big thing that was a big deal it's like oh we had club soccer you know yeah and we sanctioned it and it's been a great success playing for your school means something playing a high school sport and winning a state title in sanctioned event means something so soccer there. Now we've done softball. I like that. That's a good step. Why is there one sport out there, massive participation, good engagement here, and we're just still pulling it. Well, it costs money. I, I think the club teams, they don't maybe don't want to be sanctioned. Everybody's got to get on the same page. I haven't heard from very many people that don't want to sanction high school baseball. Make it a quote-unquote real high school sport. We have teams all over this town, all over this area. There's teams all over East River. That's one you got to bring back to the forefront. You have to bring that topic back to the forefront. Sanctioning high school baseball, we shouldn't be going down the road. It's good enough. And we'll do the club teams because there's a lot of things to go into. Club teams have to pay their own way. I mean, they don't get a part of the thing. it's It's a deal. Sanction high school baseball. Get it on the list, 2024. Okay, second, you may not like this. You may think this is overboard. But this was brought up once, and then it was essentially just forgotten about. And, and well, we'll see if something happens here that we have to deal with it. I'm telling you, you have to get in and provide some rules and regulations on high school Name, image, and likeness. Oh my gosh, Nate, you're going down this road. You want high school kids to be making all this money? Hang on a second. This isn't going to be a disaster in South Dakota. There is no rules, essentially, around this. We had a discussion months ago. Hey, we should probably look at this because other states are looking at it, and there's going to be somebody that may want to do something in high school like make a little money at, I don't know, the drive-in. Hey, I'm going to do a little commercial, a little social media, a little TikTok. I have a good following in high school. I'm going to do that for this place. And right now, that's a that's a big deal because we don't have any rules or even really any points around it to follow and guidelines. So all I'm asking is, let's just not bring it up once. Let's actually bring it up. And put some guidelines in place so we don't have a disaster and we're not, again, reacting instead of being proactive. So high school name, image, and likeness. I understand South Dakota is not California. It's not New York. I'm not telling you we're going to sign a bunch of deals. That's not the deal. I do think it's legitimate to have high school athletes, if they can make money working at a fast food restaurant, I can go and work at a fast food restaurant. But I can't promote the fast food restaurant from my high school basketball star uh, power. I'm a local high school basketball star, and I can't do anything on that side of it. That doesn't make sense. Why can I work there, but I can't promote it? That doesn't make sense. So I want to get in on that, bring it back. Finally, and it's the gift that keeps on giving Clark, the third high school sports change. We've got to do it. We've discussed it. Ad nauseum, seven football classes in high school, South Dakota high school football. Too much. 
We've got to lower the number of South Dakota high school football classes, please. I'm pleading. In 2024, can we, can we try and make South Dakota high school football five classes? Maybe. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough ask. It's a tough ask. I get it. But the South Dakota high school football classification model is, is it's not great. There's bad playoff games. There's, there's teams that just dominate. There's teams that never win. It's not a good model. There's teams that have 28 players on a double-A football team. I mean, we can't. we got to fix this. we got to do something with high school football, and we have to start with the classes. Lower them. Make them more competitive. Put a better piece together when it comes to high school classification, okay? There's my three. That's it. Is that too hard to ask? High school baseball sanctioning. Football classification. Let's lower them. We got seven classes. We don't need seven. And high school name, image, and likeness. I don't want to see kids, you know, running, going crazy. I want some guidelines so we actually know exactly what high school kids could do in that space. Because believe it or not, somebody's going to try and do something. Somebody's going to want to do something, and somebody's going to try and do something. Drive at 5, off and running with Mike Wall, former Green Bay Packer, on the way next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. I am here with Weston and Tanish Chapman from Black Hills Tire. We're the neighborhood chef for the whole town because we will pick up and deliver anywhere in town. We will do whatever we can to help anybody. It's important to us that somebody can say like, hey, my mom needs something. They need this and I know you'll take care of them. I think that means more to us than anything is when somebody will say like, I need somebody in my family taken care of and I know you guys will take care of them. And that's just because that's community to us. We all help each other out. We can create this community together. Check us out at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A dense fog advisory continues until noon tomorrow. Lows level off around 20 with fog and spots tonight under overcast skies. South winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Cloudy skies expected again tomorrow. High temperatures reach up to 36. Lows around 23. Tomorrow night, cloudy skies expected. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Right now, it's 22 degrees. If you want the peace of mind that your next pre-owned vehicle is the best it can be, you want Honda True. And you only find it at Danny Manholt Rushmore Honda. Our Honda certified pre-owned vehicles are thoroughly inspected and backed by 7-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, up to two complimentary oil changes, 24-7 roadside assistance, inspection report, and three-day exchange. You simply can't buy the wrong vehicle. Search our inventory at honda-true.com or see us at Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda. Save big money on Clearview Cabinetry. Clearview Cabinetry starts as a kitchen built for now and grows with you as life changes. It's flexible by design with full access cabinet construction. So you can go from doors to drawers for storage that works when you need it. Explore Clearview's cabinet options in store and on Menards.com and save big money today. Big buys, big savings. Check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save big money at Menards. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Hey, welcome back into the Drive at Five, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. Start online for your next pre-owned vehicle search. Quality vehicles right now online, summitautogrp.com. Take a look at the selection, summitautogrp.com. Car buying built around you at Summit. The Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Question of the day, should college players get paid to play in the bowl games? You know, the bowl games pay out the conferences. That's the way it's been forever. The college football playoffs are going to be 12 teams. People are going to care about those bowl games. What about the 35 other ones? People talking about it at high levels saying, maybe we should look at paying the players, like from an NIL perspective, to play in the bowl games. My question is, are you on board with that? Pay the players to play in bowl games. Listener text coming in. Um, I would pay the players, and I would pay the players to play in every game. All right. Mike Wall's in tonight. Former Green Bay Packer. His podcast, On My Block. Now NFL breaking down the league. Find him on Twitter at MikeWall68. His podcast, On My Block. Mike, good to have you back. How are you? What's up, Nate? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. What's your answer to uh, my question of the day? Pay the players to play in bowl games. Would that make the bowl games valid? Yeah, I would, uh, you know, the problem is it's like the playoffs in the NFL. Everybody gets paid the same, except for I think some of those players on the on the college football teams, you know, have different values. I think they ascribe to themselves, you know, both, both now during college, but also when they're going to the draft. So, I don't know how you'd weight that scale, Nate. I think in theory it sounds like a good idea, but I, I think probably the bigger picture here, you're, you're, you're trying to align when you can opt out of or transfer portal time, when that lines up with, like, the semester for the academic school year. Like, they got to figure that out, I yes. think, first and foremost. And once they figure that out, I think everything will hopefully fall into place because the, the way it's going now, you're going to have, like, 12 bowl games, which – I don't know if I have a problem with honestly. I think some of these bowls are a waste of time. But, um, yeah, I think you got a real problem on your hands right now. Okay, so do you think there's an answer there, Mike, meaning the transfer portal opens up and it's a free-for-all. The players yeah. want to get in there. They want to find a new home. Then they bail on their current team because they're going to the Duke's Mail Bowl because they, they yeah. don't care. Do you think there's an answer there of – trying to figure out how to do that early signing period. We never did this. We always waited till February. This December once created a mess. Yeah, it's a disaster, but the problem is if you wait till February, you're transferring you you you're theoretically transferring mid-semester. It's still you're still a scholar athlete even though you're getting paid now. So, you have to figure out when are you going to align the bowls? And I I, I think it was Dan Orlovsky maybe who had a great point on ESPN. And said, you know, and because it's it's been this has been true for years now. There's no reason that the college football playoffs aren't ending on January 1st. Like there's, and next year it's going to be even worse with the 12 team deal. But it, there's no reason these games aren't. Everybody could be done and have all the playoffs and have all the bowl games in December, and everybody could be finished by January 1st, and this transfer portal could happen immediately after. And I don't know why they haven't done it yet. It just seems like the most obvious answer, but you know, I guess we'll just wait and see. Okay. Let's go to the NFL. Former Green Bay Packer Mike Wall on tonight, Week 18. I'm going to start with your Packers. How about that game over the Vikings um, down at QB? But, boy, what did you think of the Packers offensively that night? Yeah, you know, Jordan Love just got – well, there's two things, really. I mean, Jordan Love gets into rhythm. 
And he just looked so good from about the second quarter on. I think he finished with 256 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. And he's just playing really good ball right now. And I think a lot of that has to do with he's taking the gimmies, one, and then two, and maybe the, maybe the most important point of the Green Bay Packers season is when Aaron Jones is, was, is a healthy, uh, you know, active player in this offense, they just are so much better. He just opens everything up. He's, I think he averaged six yards a carry last week, Nate. And, and what happens is there's, it's not just you're falling forward for six yards. He just has chunk plays. All, you know, every fourth or fifth carry, he's going to get you 10. And what that does defensively as far as how you're going to scheme things up and then what that does for the confidence level of your offensive line, your new tight ends, your young receivers, it just opens up the entire field. And it, it really is remarkable not only how they've evolved, I think, from a skill set standpoint with the quarterback, the wide receivers, and the tight ends all being first-year players or second-year players, but really how this one guy, Aaron Jones, has such a remarkable effect on that offense. Do you think the Packers, I mean, it's set now. They've got their guy in Jordan Love. Yeah, I think so. And, and it, it, It's a waste of time to compare him to Aaron Rodgers or Brett. I think what you're really comparing him to is the field right now. There's, there's not 32 good football quarterback, NFL quarterbacks in the league. And so if you've got one that you think is, you know, 15, 16, somewhere around there, maybe he's higher, maybe he's lower, but if he's in the you know, top half, top 20 in the league, you've got to hold on to him now because you don't have a chance of winning any football games if you don't. Matt LaFleur has done such a good job over the last six weeks, let's call it, of aligning, play-calling, with the individual skill sets of the players he has on offense. And Jordan Love has just been the recipient, I think, of some time for development. One, he's maturing, obviously, at, at his own pace. But then the play calling of Matt LaFleur and putting him in a position to be successful, I think it's just been remarkable. Mike Wall on tonight on my block podcast. Uh, find it, download it, find him on Twitter at MikeWall68, former Green Bay Packers. So you say if you have a top 15 quarterback, Mike, you gotta you got to keep him. you just got to roll with him. So what's Sean Payton doing? I don't know that. I don't know that now. I would call. Well, there, there's a couple things going on there, right? Sean Sean Payton, for whatever reason, had a bone to pick. It seemed like when he walked in the door. Um, I'm not a Russell Wilson fan, but I, I, I feel bad for the guy the way he's been treated uh, with with Sean. You know, there's some things that went on last year that I think were were not above water as far as having you know having his own office, having staff, and all all those things that you know. Those build up a character that you just don't like as a former player. But the way he's been treated this year, um, I think it's really – it's just an unfortunate way for him to go out because he was a really good quarterback in Seattle, whether you liked him or not. You know, they had a lot of success. And you look at it now, when he goes to his next team, he's going to have to take a pay cut. And he's probably not – he's probably – you know, his best days are, are, are past him. I don't know that he's a top 15 quarterback in the National Football League. But certainly right now, Sean Payton is um, – it looks like he went in there and said – and tell this new ownership group, you know, I'm going to draw a line in the sand. You're going to pick one of us, and, and it's going to be me. And it, it turned out that it worked out for him. Yeah, it's tough. I'm telling you, Mike. I'm looking at the situation going, how do the Broncos fix this? They're going to have to pay Russell Wilson. And then, oh, I mean, we're not cap experts here, but how are they going to deal with uh, trying to get a quarterback? It doesn't seem like an answer is right in front of me. Uh, it's a disaster. It, it, it's a disaster there because – when they traded him, like to your point, there's it's there's so much money on the table now 
And they made so many concessions the first year. The first year, they, you know, they obviously got blown up with Hackett and everything that went on there. And new ownership grew. It's, there's so many moving parts to this organization that are in disarray. And you think with uh, – I've told you this before, Nate. You know, Sean Payton comes from you know, the Parcells old-school mentality. Yep. I don't know how much that plays in to what's going on right now, but I can tell you that this new generation of athletes doesn't like to play that game um, like maybe you know, my generation would have put up with. And it'll be interesting to see how it goes the next couple of years. Okay, so let's go back to the uh, final week here. You give me your read on the best teams right now. Is it the 49ers and Ravens yeah. and everyone else? I think so. I, I just you don't do. see. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens, I thought the Ravens were going to be the best team last year, quite frankly. I mean, I, when you just when you look at them, they've just got so much talent. They're always good defensively. Lamar Jackson's been playing such a high level. You know, obviously bringing them in last year from Georgia has really made a difference on their off, the offensive side of the ball. They flowers coming. I mean, they just—they're so good on that side of the football now to, to keep up with their defense. And then the San Francisco 49ers, Look, I know they went through a three-game losing streak, and they looked—they looked almost human there for a little bit. But as you're going into the the postseason as a football team, you know, talking as a former player now, when you look at it, it's like, can we run the ball? Can we stop the run? Are we more physical than everybody else? Those things you, are, are the things you kind of hang your hat on from a football standpoint. Taking all the advanced metrics and everything else away, the football team in the locker room is going, can we run the ball? Can we stop the run? Are we the more physical football team? If the answer is yes to those questions, you feel really good about how you're going to do in the playoffs. And both of those teams, I think, do a better job of that than anybody else. Okay. Ravens, 49ers, what shot do you give the Chiefs' bills? Well, I, you know, to be honestly, I'd give the Bills a better shot than the Chiefs because I think Josh Allen can get hot and good things can happen. I like their defense. The, the Chiefs just have a, they have a real problem moving the football now. And as good as Patrick Mahomes is, you, they don't, we like Creed Humphrey. We like, you know, Joe Thune's a really good guard. They, I don't like their offensive line from, from a, a, a domination standpoint. I don't, you know, I like Pacheco, but I just don't think that's something you can hang your hat on with those guys in, in, in the postseason like maybe you used to. And the troubles they've had with Kelsey and getting everybody else the ball, it's just, it seems like you're asking Patrick Mahomes to do too much right now. As much as I, uh, you know, adore Andy Reid and his ability to call plays, I just think they don't have that level of trust and confidence in the supporting actors that they've had in years past. And then the other thing is, like, defensively, they're a good football team, but are they as good as the Ravens? Are they as good as the Niners? I'm talking about playoff football. Do you feel the same way about that team if you do some of these really, really top-level groups? Like, I don't feel that way about them. Mike Wall, before I let you run, one more on the Bears. Justin mm. Fields. Is somebody going to get Justin Fields? Is he going to be a good player somewhere else if the Bears go number one quarterback pick? Yeah, that's, that's, a, great, that's a great question. And I'll tell you what, Nate, when you watch the tape, like, listen, I, I hear everything on Twitter and whatnot, and, People want to point to numbers and stats. Turn on the tape and watch this guy and just close your eyes and think about what the right offensive coordinator can do to create leverage issues with the, with the defense. He is so uniquely talented in the National Football League. There's not there's a handful of guys like this in the league. Lamar Jackson comes to mind. He, I mean, you watch the game versus Atlanta, he looks like Michael Vick. I, I don't know. He looks like a bigger, stronger Michael Vick. He's throwing the ball over the yard. He's doing, he, he's doing some Houdini escape plays. The RPO, they don't know whether to take uh, Khalil, uh, or Khalil Herbert or, 
or Justin Fields and, you know, where the defense is going to line up. He makes them right every single time. And you get the right offensive coordinator with him running the right offense. I think you have really something special there. I don't know if it's going to be in, in Chicago or not, but – Boy, he, he just looks like he's coming around. He's a real weapon. Mike Wall in tonight. On my block is the podcast, Breaking Down the League. Former Green Bay Packer in at MikeWall68 on Twitter. Mike, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Hey, Happy New Year. We'll see you, Nate. Appreciate it. Mike Wall on tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City. One of our favorites, former Green Bay Packer O-lineman, breaks down the league really well. His podcast, on my blog comes out each week. Find him uh, and download it where you get your podcast. Mike Wall in on the Nate Brown Show. We go to another injury for this player. The third time he's blown out an ACL. We'll discuss next. This is the Nate Brown Show. The highly anticipated Box Elder Event Center is now open. The Box is the Midwest's newest and most innovative facility that makes any event a cut above the rest. Featuring native hardwood floors, digital scoreboards, color-changing lights, and an enormous space to host multiple games at once, the Box is the premier youth sports venue. Are you ready to take your sports event to the next level? It's time to play at the Box. To get your event started, visit thebox.live. How many of you are making 5% APY on your free checking account? Yes, your checking account. Head on over to Highmark Credit Union and we'll make it happen. That's 5% on your checking account up to $10,000. Qualifications apply, but it's worth it. Whether you're looking for a high rate of return, cash back, or just basic checking, we'll make it happen. You can even get refunds on ATM withdrawal fees nationwide or a cool debit card featuring the Stevens Raiders or Central Cobblers. Learn more at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by at any of our branches and earn big. Building projects can be complex. The risks are great and time is money. Consolidated Construction of Rapid City simplifies the process by being your advocate, guiding you through funding, design, and construction. They manage the players and the schedule and marry the design to your budget so you get the most for your investment. They promise an energizing experience before, during, and after construction. It's not enough that you get a quality building. They pledge you'll experience quality every step of the way. Consolidated Construction. One call to build. First Gold Gaming Resort has always been Deadwood's undisputed leader in casino giveaways. With $8,600 in hot seat promo play drawings happening every Friday through Sunday. On Saturday nights, it's the Lucky Sevens giveaway. With $1,000 cash drawings at the top of every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. And on Saturday, January 27th, it's the one and only $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. Get all the contest details at firstgold.com. First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Jensen at Physio. We want to be your trusted partner for physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab. As the official strength and conditioning partners for Stevens, Central, Douglas, and the Rapid City Rush, our team at Physio is building the best athletes in the Black Hills. If you have an athlete in the family, we offer long-term athlete development at affordable prices for middle and high school students. We also have the only board-certified sports PT in Rapid City. At our brand new facility, Physio is ready to help you perform at your best. One-on-one physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab, all at one place. Get started at bhphysio.com. 
Hi, this is Shane Griffin. I'm part of the Will Dixon Real Estate Team. I know what it's like looking for a new home or your family's first home in the Black Hills. That's why I specialize in helping the first-time home buyer make their dream of home ownership a reality. I'm also a veteran, and I'm proud to serve military members in the Black Hills. Our team at Will Dixon Real Estate has great relationships with local lenders. Whether you're looking at buying or selling, just Google Shane Griffin Keller Williams. That's Shane Griffin at Keller Williams to take your first step into your new home. Someone will come in, they'll have a noise under the hood, and we'll go out and take a look at it. We can determine by the type of noise, and usually if we can determine where it's coming from, we can direct them to the piece that has failed. My name is Dick Lemke. Working at Sturdivance as long as I have, it's definitely become my career. When you need someone to help solve the problem, start with a Sturdivance store near you. Chris Broussard, remember to catch the Odd Couple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City, your sports, your show. Great lineup tonight. Frank Schwab, National NFL writer, J.D. Piquel, college football analyst. Matt Zimmer joined us, Sioux Falls Live. He's covering the FCS title game. Grizz take on the Jacks Sunday. Mike Wall moments ago, former Green Bay Packer breaking down the league. Good stuff across the board. If you missed some of the shows, a reminder, this show, live weekdays, 4 to 6, but then we go in the podcast. Every show right there in podcast form, the Nate Brown Show podcast. Download it. You can find it where you get your podcast, the Nate Brown Show podcast. All right, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. Is he ready? I hope he's ready. I didn't tease this. I didn't tease this coming up. I hope he's ready. It is five questions from Chris. Yes, Chris is back in 2024. Our favorite, well, hang on, hang on. Our loyal listener, Chris, can I say your favorite listener? Careful, we got got good friends out here. One of our most favorite loyal listeners, Chris, he sends five questions. I give you five answers. I'm ready to go. Uh, Chris told me, by the way, as he sent these questions, and he said he's coming up on the two-year anniversary of five questions from Chris. I did not know that. Thanks for the reminder, Chris. Here we go, question number one. Nate, with the college bowl season over, there's 43 bowl games currently. But on top of removing some bowl games, there's a push on making the requirement in receiving a bowl invitation to seven or eight games, winning seven or eight games. How much will the college football landscape change in the next few years? Will the bowl system be reformed or eliminated altogether? We've been talking about that, Chris. It's interesting. I do believe the bowl system will be reformed. I don't know if they're going to pay the players, but it feels like a revenue sharing. So if you want to call it that, that's what that is. It feels like a revenue sharing. Some bowl games may not survive, like Barstool Arizona Bowl. It's gone. I mean, so some of that, some of the low-tier stuff I think is gone. Mid-tier stuff, Cotton Bowl, some of this stuff, you're going to be in that mix. Holiday Bowl, you're going to be in that mix, I think revenue sharing with the players that might be the answer question number two new york jets front office told their fans 
the team was a quarterback away from the playoffs. But we all know what happened. Jets offense and defensive lines have looked bad. Does it make sense for the Jets to have Aaron Rodgers on the team next year knowing they have other issues to address? Are the Jets stuck with Rodgers next year or should they trade him? Oh, they're going to keep him now. I mean, they're going to keep him. The New York fan base is like waiting for Aaron to come back. They think he's going to be a magical miracle cure, and he's just that guy, you know, the ayahuasca buddy, you know? He's just going to he's just gonna walk on the field and just be the man. And they're going to stick with Aaron Rodgers. The Jets fans are waiting for his debut after that debacle this year with the injury. Aaron Rodgers is on the Jets next year. Question number three. Major League Baseball Hall of Fame ballot returned by December 31st. This year's ballot had a few storylines. Last year for Gary Sheffield, but also some newcomers. Joe Maurer, Chase Utley, David Wright. What about Todd Helton? He missed the Hall of Fame by 11 votes last year. Nate, do you think Todd Helton of the Rockies will be celebrating Todd Helton making the Hall of Fame class of 2024? He was 11 votes shy. Will the crusty old baseball writers change their mind? 11 votes. I, I don't know. I hope all 11 baseball writers are, you know, back in 2024. <laughs> I mean, I, these guys, they get set, and I don't know what they're going to do. Todd Helton's a Hall of Fame player. Oh, he was helped in Denver. He was a, Todd Helton's a Hall of Fame player. You got to put Todd Helton in there. I mean, if you got Chase Utley, David Wright, some of these guys, Todd Helton's a Hall of Fame player. Will he be a Hall of Fame announcement here this month? I don't know about the baseball writers. I sure hope he will be. I think he will be. 11 votes shy last year. Question number four. Recent history shown transition from being a college coach to an NFL coach is tough. If you were the agent for Kalen DeBoer, would you recommend DeBoer take the call if an NFL owner calls him? Oh, you better believe it. Oh, what do you mean? He's going to the Big Ten, Washington. That's the problem. Washington is at a pinnacle. I'm not saying they're going to go way down. They're at the pinnacle. Washington's entering the Big Ten. That is big boy football every week. I don't know if it's going to get better for Kalen DeBoer. His record's unbelievable. Over 100 wins, like, what, 12 losses? I mean, it's crazy. Kalen DeBoer, if he got a call, I don't, I don't know if he will. If he got a call from the NFL, you're taking it, man. I don't care where it's at. Question number five. David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, got fined $300,000 for throwing a drink on a fan in Jacksonville. Is that enough of a punishment? $300,000 fine. Eh, it's a big fine, but it was a really bad thing. The owner of a team throwing a drink on a fan? Can you do something else to his team? I, I don't know. He fined him $300,000. That's, that's nothing. I mean, he's worth billions, so that's nothing. What could you do? I don't know if you could do anything else. Chris says, could you could you reduce a draft pick, like take away draft pick? Um, I don't know about that one. I wouldn't go. I don't know if you could go too far. I guess the fine is what it is. I don't know if it's going to stop him 
from being a wild man. I mean, that was wild. Threw a drink on a fan. David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, just kind of a shooting from the hip these days. I mean, he's unpredictable. Fine is all you can do, Chris, I think. That's it. Five questions from Chris in the books. Who's hot and who's not is next. A college basketball score that you need to hear on the way. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Are you thinking about starting or expanding a business? At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, our dedicated business lending team focuses on understanding our members' unique needs and truly wants to help them succeed. From the loans to get your business off the ground to the accounts to keep it running, we offer unique products with your business's best interest in mind. Learn more at bhfcu.com or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is a member-owned, not-for-profit. Are creepy crawlers hanging around your house or maybe even in your house? Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has the answer for spiders, millipedes, crickets, saw bugs, and more. They carry professional-grade pest control products and applicators for do-it-yourself pest control, and they can advise you on how to use them. For professional hands-off pest control, call Warren Chemical and they'll handle your pest problems for you. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company. We kill bugs. Call us at 342-7644. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A dense fog advisory continues until noon tomorrow. Lows level off around 20 with fog and spots tonight under overcast skies. South winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Cloudy skies expected again tomorrow. High temperatures reach up to 36. Lows around 23 tomorrow night. Cloudy skies expected. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Right now, it's 22 degrees. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say, magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, mmm. Our famous chicken. Mmm, mmm. And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, mmm. We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, what a show on a Wednesday. Fun show. Thanks for being here. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. We know that. The Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Every night at this time, who's hot and who's not? Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch, our longtime partners. Local, locally owned, two locations. Great buffet, best buffet in town. Pizza Ranch Buffet. Had it over the weekend. Outstanding. PizzaRanch.com for online specials right now. PizzaRanch.com. Two locations here in Rapid City. Let's go with it. Who's hot category going to this college basketball score, I, I guess. Grambling State women's basketball. Just won last night at home with a record-setting score. It's an all-time Division I basketball record. College basketball. They scored 159 points. <laughs> oh, I, maybe I should have put this in the who's not. 159 points. Grambling State took down the College of Biblical Studies. Sorry. I mean, that's it. 
come on. You picked on the College of Biblical Studies? The Lady Tigers, Grambling State, 141-point win, an NCAA record in women's basketball, 159-18. to 159-18. to 18. Reminded me of a game I was full-court pressed in over the weekend back in Mitchell. But nonetheless, uh, here we go. Who's not category? Um, it's got to go to my, my uh, colleague. Can I call him that? A radio professional. A show, a media type. Pat McAfee. Say what you want. Here's where I'm at with Pat McAfee. I don't mind him on college game day. I actually, I actually like him on college game day. Some of you guys don't. I think he's been an addition to college game day. So I like Pat there. Pat does this show on ESPN. He's got Aaron Rodgers on. Aaron Rodgers throwing out accusations about the Epstein list and all this stuff. I mean, it, it, it's a mess. It's a show that's not, um, it's not professional. It's, it's frat boy humor. It's... All of that stuff, and, and they giggle and shoot it around, and it's it's look at me, and it's and it's all that stuff, and it shows like that. It's like, what what do we get out of this? Pat McAfee now puts Aaron Rodgers on, and now there's a big controversy with Jimmy Kimmel threatening a lawsuit, and that's the type of stuff ESPN has to understand. You gave Pat McAfee the a lot of leash, a lot of money, and with that becomes big responsibility. I've said that. Big money means big responsibility. I don't know if the Pat McAfee show really knows where they're going half the time. And you end up falling through a hole. We'll see where that goes. Who's hot and who's not in the books? The Nate Brown Show out. The Odd Couple is in. And we'll be back tomorrow at 4.